You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening, everyone, and this is the Fours Hardcore Sports Talk Show. I'm Bernard Hall, and I have my co-host, Ron Taylor, here. This is a monumental day. It is not April Fool. <laughs> we first want to congratulate Tiger Woods. Yes, the roar, sir. The roar is back. <laughs> yes, the sir. roar is back. I can say it again. It's been a long time coming, but he made it through the mental, and the roar is back. We have a special guest today here on April the 15th, Monday. Happy Monday. And God bless everyone and God bless us for being here and waking up today to do our show. We're so excited. And I'm so going to pass it on to my co-host, Ron Taylor. What's up, What's up, everybody? Good afternoon. Welcome to The Fours. We have a really, really spe- uh, special guest. Very excited. This guy here, his resume is just incredible. Uh, we can sit here and we can tell, we can tell you his resume, but you know what? I'd rather he do it. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So right. he could tell us exactly everything that he's done and everything that he's doing. And so right now, with further ado, I want to welcome Mr. Lamont Simpson. To the fours. Welcome, Lamont, and he is my alumni brother, Henry Ford Trojan. Go ahead, Lamont. Thank you, uh, you guys. A pleasure being with you guys. Um, a local guy here, born and raised in Detroit, and uh, really enjoy uh, from what I see as far as uh, coming up and being involved with the city and playing sports. Um, currently now uh, officiating uh both college basketball and college football. This uh, started basically from um, from the bottom and worked my way up through uh, whether it's from the CYO, uh, PAL, and to the uh, small college, and uh, through the pro ranks, working the uh, couple NBA lockouts, uh, seventeen seasons in the WNBA, and currently working on the men's side, Division One basketball in. Several conferences, uh, main two conferences, the Big Ten and uh, ACC. Hmm. Yep. So seventeen, uh, like I said, overall Division One, uh, twenty-seven years. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. What we're gonna do though, uh, in a minute, we're gonna have, uh, we want to open the lines up for everybody because I know that there's a lot of people out there that's going want to ask questions about basketball. What you know, uh, situations that happen. People want to know what what's really a foul and what's, you know, I, I need you to explain everything, what you guys look for. Is it a judgment call or just is it something that they tell you to look for and once you see it, it's like, boom, there it is, okay, foul. You know, so uh, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to call in and ask that. And, what about you, Bernard? And right off the bat, Lamont, Everybody wants to know about the NCAA this year. There was a bunch of so-called phantom calls, but only a real athlete, if you've been through it, know whether this call should be made or not. Whether it's two seconds left or .3 seconds, if it's a foul, it's a foul, and it must be called. You can't go talking about what about the traveling or the double dribble or what about the hit. You can always you can always talk about what could have been and what should have been. Right. Make a play 
And the old rule is play defense because anybody can make a shot. So, Lamar, right off the bat, tell us about the game where the guy's shooting the three from the corner. They run the good play, and he, and he fouled him. Was he underneath him, and was it a foul? I know it was, but I want to hear it from you. <laughs> a, you know, Probably. just a, a celebrated, uh, uh, I'm talking about a veteran official and just a great guy. His ego not going to bother him because the player says something wrong. That's right. If he call a tech on you, he calling it because it's the sport of the game. He's not going to no guy that's going to be calling a foul on you or anything like that or throw a flag on you in the other sport because he don't like you. So elaborate. I would say the the first thing as an official, you have to separate yourself from the game. You are not a fan. Okay. You're there to be objective for both teams, and you are there to do your best in making the right call at the, at the right time. Mm-hmm. That play at the end of the game where the, the kid was fouled on a three-point shot, that's clearly a foul. That's a foul in the beginning of the game, and it's a foul at the end of the game. The one thing you, in basketball is you want to protect the shooters. Right. And if a shooter is going up and you have a person coming into to the shooter and not allowing them to land, if there's 10 minutes in the game, if there's six seconds in the game, if there's two seconds in the game, you have to make that call. Because he got to give him space, you give correct? Him, you got to hit, he hit him on the shot. It doesn't take much for much contact to affect the shooter on their shot. If a shooter is up, if I can just give him a little poke on the elbow, that ball will come up three feet, three feet short. And you'll say, you, people might not even see that. But, and you run the replay, oh, Damn, he just tapped him on the arm. Mm. But you know what? And the ball came up three foot. It can cause that. In a situation where they have to land, when you're underneath a shooter, if you don't give them the opportunity to land, they shoot, they somehow torque their body, they can, they're going to miss the shot or possibly get injured when they come down because they're not able to land properly. They might turn their ankle. And you see, if you see that a lot on rebounds where, a guy goes up for a rebound mm-hmm. and they're not able to land properly because maybe someone is underneath them. And what do they do? Land on their feet. Mm-hmm. They roll their ankle. Right. Uh, if you remember the Michigan State player, what yes. did he do? You yeah, know, got seriously, yeah. he seriously hurt because he landed on somebody's uh, foot and he turned his ankle. He wasn't able to play in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you know, those things. So you have to protect, you have to protect shooters. I don't. I would probably say that you might not even gotten to that point if the uh, double dribble was called prior to that. So it was oh, yeah. double dribble, <laughs> but it was it, you know it was a a double dribble that you really don't see as an official. Um, right. It, you said you know the pressures. You have pressure coming up the court. Um, the kid reaches for the ball. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game, and I pretty much thought that he had deflected the ball, and then the kid went and got it and started dribbling. It wasn't until I saw the replay that I'm going to say, oh, he didn't touch the ball. It went off the hill of And he picked it up, and mm-hmm. then he picked it up. Myself, that's double dribble. But like I said, only only an official would see that. Okay. You know, and it wasn't discussed uh, during the game. It wasn't brought up until after the game. Now, like I said, watching the game, like I said, when I, once I saw the replay, I was able to say myself that was double dribble in real time. In before real time, you even saw the. But replay. I saw the replay. 
Now, okay. I didn't see it. I could in real time. I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was. A, I didn't. I didn't know that because I I thought he had deflect deflected the ball. Okay. But then when I I rolled. You know, as an official, I watched the games from the official standpoint. Right. So sometimes I'll, yeah, I'll roll. Yeah. I'll roll it back. And uh, I'm like, oh, he didn't touch the he didn't touch the ball. Now he says the double dribble. He probably he got if you notice his hand was a little on the jersey. So in that case, um, there was two there was two fouls to give. Mm-hmm. Probably if he makes uh, calls the foul, then it don't even get it, to the, that. It doesn't even get to the double mm-hmm. dri- double dribble. So those are just things at the end of the game. I think the the number one thing at the especially at the end of the game, you want to be right. Right. You know, you don't want to you don't want to leave the the arena saying I missed this or God I could have did this better those type of things. You want to you want to be right. I, I my terminology is high certainty. You know, and yeah, at the right. end of the game, you right. need high certainty. It has to be highly certain that whatever whatever you call is there. And right. occasionally you're gonna miss you you will miss something. What about the case in the kid from Duke? Was it Zion? Zion Williams. How about when he jumps into these guys and they're just they they're just standing in position? Mm-hmm. Why does he get the benefit of the call? I see that often, and I, I just can't understand it. He's jumping into the guy. Well, you have to look at um, the what happens on that type of play. Um, the defender will be will jump. He'll go straight up. When, okay. And they'll have his arms in the air. Right. When you have a player of the size of Zion, once he jumps into your body, your body's going to bend in, your arms are going to come down, <laughs> and it's going to look like a foul. So you have to really say to yourself and what type of, and really pick up the contact there. What caused what caused this? I think you will see that in most cases that's not a foul, but in 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 most cases, in a lot of cases, when you get that type of contact, he jumps into you so strong, so big, right. so strong, you'll end up being straight up. And when he hits, you, when your body, when his body hits yours, you will bend over, your arms will come down, and, and you'll make contact with him. So yeah. the, the key mm-hmm. to start it at is the way you referee that play is you referee the defense, and then you, as long as you know, say to yourself. The ref, the defense did not cause that contact. You you need to try to let that go. Hmm. That's how you referee that play. So real quick, Lamont, mm-hmm. I like what you said, and it was very very monumental when you say you watch a game. You watch it to be objective as an official, did other than being subjective, correct? Like that's correct. I'm, you know, it's like um, some people say. I hate watching a game with you because you you're right. You were right. Yeah, you know, we always say, <laughs> I get the same that, thing. You know, it's like yeah. they, you know, you'll we'll watch a game and then, you know you'll be at my house or we'll be somewhere watching a game and they get to complaining about it about an official and then I'm like, well, I'll tell them what happened on the play and then when they see the replay, they are like, uh, you're right again. Okay, so <laughs> you know what like you said. And overall, like you said, I mean, referees at a high level, they really really do a great job. Um, there's a lot of video um, that you watch. You know, every that's game. That's what I wanted to every hear. Every game, every game is taped. You get mm-hmm. a, you can get, you get a copy 
of the game uh, used to be where they used to give it to you on on a DVD. Now you just uh, you give them your iPad and the game is downloaded on your iPad before you even get dressed and out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. You have the tape of the game. And then, by, seriously, everyone watches videotape. Mm-hmm. And they will watch it. And the only way you get, you know, you get better by watching tape. Most referees will understand that if they miss a call, they're probably going to not miss that call again the rest of the season. Because once they see it on tape, mm-hmm. they're not going to miss that call. That's what officiating is. Officiating is recall. I can remember a play from two or three years ago. And if I see that play again today, Absolutely. I would call it. I would call Absolutely. it that way. Wow. That's and, how it is. And and that's that's very, very good information. Mm-hmm. Lamont, real quick, this is the Fours Hardcore Sports Talk Show. We have an open line, 248-579-5260. We are in Studio 3. For those who are listening and who want to download, download go to your app store, download Podcast Detroit, and look at studio number three. We are in a official studio. We are excited. We have Lamont Simpson here. He is giving us very good information. And our next question to ask Lamont, real, we're going right on back into it, is Lamont, give everybody the understanding that, because I mostly, I was football and basketball, and I played baseball too, but I went to the next level and football and some in basketball Mm -hmm. explain to them as an official just like the players get graded the officials get graded and the top officials are the ones who get the playoff games or the nba championship or the ncaa championship or the final four or the sweet 16 and all of that can you elaborate on that lamont Uh, that is correct um at all levels uh when you get to the to get to the championships games in any level, whether it's high school, college, pros, you are evaluated throughout the regular season. Hmm. And based on your ratings from your game's work during the regular season, that's how you select it to work, the, whether, whether it's the NBA playoffs, the high school playoffs, uh, the, the, the Big Ten ch- conference tournaments, and then on to the NCAA. And for that point is, like you said, they'll take the normally for, I would say, like for a conference uh, such as the uh, Big Ten, mm-hmm. they'll probably take the top 12 to 14 top rated officials from that season and they'll work the conference, uh, the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. From there, you are evaluated from each game by each game once you get into the tournament. And if you have a good game, the first game, you're moved on to the sec to the next round. And then you're on to the semi to the quarterfinal round, and then to the to the semifinal round, and then to final to the fi- to the championship. As you get towards the end of tournaments, you have to realize you might be just as good as the competition is is it gets greater. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically everyone's there is capable of working that championship game. As a referee, you want to work the championship game, but you also have to understand that the guy who you just maybe worked with the day before or they might have worked another game, they're just as good. We have probably, say, on the, on the weekend say of, the, of a tournament, you have two semifinal games, a championship game. All games have three officials, and then there's an alternate. So – out of those, so that's ten people. 
Mm-hmm. Guarantee you, out of all ten of them, ten all ten are capable of working a championship game. Wow. It's just a matter of how you know how things work out that time. Sometimes you don't. You know, it's like it would be simple. It's like if you have a situation in a game, then maybe it might not be a good idea that you work the next day, even though you might oh, see yeah. the same team. Right. You know what? And that's that's fine. But you say because. You know what? You know things will happen where you say, you know what? It's not good to put you know this particular person on a game the next day. That's still you know that's still okay. Same thing with the NCAA. They select ninety six officials are selected to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of work your way through. You do have a good weekend, first weekend where two games. You wait for a email on Monday to say that you've been you've moved on to the next round. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how it goes. Finally, you get from next round, next round, and then by the time you get from ninety six officials down to the to the to the regionals where they select thirty two, and then you go to lead eight, then the final four. Where again, when you get to the final four, only ten officials are going to be selected. So, mm-hmm. how or could you? How do you know if you're going to be one of those ten? You don't know. So, but like you said, you just work hard. And do your best, and you can control the things you control. Only thing I control is knowing the rules and refereeing the game the best I can do. Right. That's it. Like I said, I'm not the one making that selection. So if I don't, then I'm good with that. You know um, what I really I, I did want to know this because I didn't know. Say that there's a tournament. Say like uh, the the playoffs have started, and say the Bulls are playing Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, the Pistons are playing Indiana, and uh, the they have a, a referee from Chicago, and then they have yourself. Do they send you to Chicago and send the guy from Chicago to Detroit to do the games, or do they just say, you know what, we're going to trust that this guy is going to do the right thing? And they put the best. They put. They don't take into consideration where you live. Okay. They put the the crews together. They mm-hmm. they feel is best for that game and that's going to do the best job because you know what everybody has to live somewhere that's a that's a fact so it's like so if a guy works in detroit lives in detroit mm-hmm. he can he's going to work a detroit game chicago wherever the what the thing that the, the reason they can do that is i'm telling you what the, the one that the highest the thing that the referee has and they'll it, and they'll never ever ever give that up is their integrity Right. There is nothing that you can do to question my integrity. So when I, I might live in Detroit, mm-hmm. but when and I might see Michigan, Michigan State, U of D, Oakland. Guess what? When the when the, when I go on the floor, right? I don't care who it is. I'm here for both teams. Right. right. That's my job. Absolutely. I, I remember it was people it was people years ago it was people mad at you for the Cheryl uh Ford call. Uh, the oh, Cheryl, yeah. remember the Cheryl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for the WNBA. Guy. Oh yeah. The NBA finals. I'm right, a, right, right. Got it, right. Yeah. it really I was. I got into it with some people because of that. I said, hey, that's my man. I, I, I did great too, guy. man. I said he's a great guy. What you talking and, about? Like you said, and if like you said, I mean, I live in Detroit and it's WNBA finals, and I you're absolutely right. I mean, I got a few friends that that, you know, that no one ever re-got, man, it's this. I was like, look, 
hey, my supervisor said it was the correct call. That's all I'm, That's all it takes. And, and that's it's right. funny. That's it. And, and Lamont, tell them it's funny because there's people probably still mad at oh, you. Yeah. I got people from high school that never beat me, and they still mad at me. I had a guy just break out, and he's like, but not at all, I never liked you anyway. I said, wow, you've been holding on to that for 30 years. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just and cracked all of us, up. Like, 30 years, we, had, we still had great He's still, 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 <laughs> still mad about it. Absolutely. Right, exactly. And the bills yeah. paid, and ain't nobody hungry hey, to the first. The you know one, what I mean? It's all about, like, look, yeah. it, it's, yeah. it comes down to integrity. And you got to live somewhere. But when it comes <coughs> game time, it's game time. It's all business. Once again, everybody, <laughs> this is the fours we have in, in in studio. We're talking to WNBA and NCAA ref Lamont Simpson. We're going to open the lines up. We're in Studio 3. You can hit us at 248-579-5260. That is 248-579-5260. Now, moving on, Lamont, this is the other question, and this is really, really big. We are all, all three of us are from DPS. Oh, man. And we are all (laughs) proud of DPS. And just the state of Michigan, I root for everybody. You know, everybody knows. Different, uh, different uh, teams and different schools. Tell us about just what happened in, in high school basketball from your officiating experience. What's going on? What do you? What is your take on the on AAU? What has happened? Where where did we drop the ball? Because I see some things that I don't like, and it's some really really good brothers coaching or really good people. Putting their time in. I um, I would probably say from um, back when I was um, officiating in high school that it was a passion for a lot of, of officials to want to get better and to possibly move up to the next level. And it started to, and then all of a sudden, you know, as the trends changed, it's sort of like you have, you know, you register. And for some reason, you know, a lot of officials, you know, you just wouldn't get those officials that, you know, want to put this work in. It's work. Yes. I mean, it's like yeah. you have to, you know, when I was officiating, you know, on my off days, on my off days, I would go to a game and just watch the officials. Yeah, we would see each other again. pro game right. I would, that's what i would do right so i mean it's like so i think the, the thing is now if you want to if you want to uh get into officiating you have to register and you have to put the work in and it's a formidable position so real quick we're going to take a caller thank everyone for being patient whoever just called called back let's go the line is open and we have a caller dave let us know what's your name and uh, what's your where, you, where you're from and what's your question? Uh, my name is Vic, and I'm from uh, Detroit. And I had a question for uh, for Lamont. Um, do you think refs should be fined for mis- fined or penalized for missing calls? Oh, good question. Uh, behind behind uh, closed doors, most of the you know those things are dealt with. Um, and in most cases, you won't. That won't really hit the uh, the media or 
you know, understand how referees are uh, disciplined or dealt with regarding calls. Uh, but you know, there's there's a way. You know, they they don't just say, "All right, that missed a call. That's fine." You know, it's it's dealt with. And then, and well, the well, first thing well first, I'm not just uh, alluding to just like you know regular season calls or nothing. I'm talking about like you know game momentum or serious shifting. Since we're in the NBA playoffs now, mm-hmm. serious shifting. You know, calls like calls that can determine whether or not a team win or loses ultimately. Well, or even, you know, go back to the one that everybody still harps on here, you know, the Detroit Tigers. Pitcher's got a no-hitter going, right. blown call at first base, uh-huh. ruins his no-hitter. That uh-huh. in, in a situation like that, and, you know, first thing first, the official on whoever is the first person to know that they've really messed this call up. Uh, and if you remember that play, that situation in, Detroit, in the Detroit Tiger game, what did the umpire do? He apologized to the pitcher. And, that was the reason why video and, came and, out, right? Uh, and so replay. And, yeah. and so there, you know, if in that case he realized he made a mistake, um, how the how Major League Baseball handled that, I don't, I don't know. But like I said, there's ways that you know. I mean, quietly, you know, guys are guys miss games. You know, if the one thing that you you know, it's judgment. You know, sometimes you want to. You know, you might say, "Hey, that was not wasn't the best possible call. It won't cause you to miss a game." The one thing that will cause you to miss a game or get fined, because you know you do get fined, is when you misapply a rule. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. Okay. That, the one thing that they don't want you to do is mm-hmm. not get the rules right. Oh. So, um, everyone has judgments. Here's the here's the deal. Overall, when you break down a tape from a, a basketball game and all the games, all your uh, calls are evaluated, the referees have pretty much right around a 94% correct call mm-hmm. percentage. Okay. If, you ta- if, you pick, if you got 94 on a test in high school, college, or whatever, you would be real happy with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so then let's go to the – so now – now, if you go, my, let me finish one question. Now, if I go to if I go to the stats, and and I what is the what was the shooting percentage for for the team? Of forty two percent, thirty two, thirty six percent, twenty five turnovers. You know, then sometimes, like you said, so which which one are you going to take? You're going to take ninety four percent percent or thirty six percent shooting? You know, and that and that's and that's kind of like how it is. You don't, okay. and, and, and you like I said, so I take myself out of the game. I like you said, and like you said, and you will see this. Like you said, after, after uh, when you get to the NBA and high 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 level, uh, Division One, those type of things. At, yes, you're right. You're going to miss a call here and there, but you don't like as we were talking earlier. The key is you want to be really really good, especially at the end of the game. Right. And like you said, what happens in the first half? You miss a call. Really doesn't affect the game. You, I would probably exactly. say in a college game, my my goal is to be really good the last eight minutes of the game. Yeah, can't miss uh-huh. calls at the eight minutes. That's right. Eight, eight minutes. Of the crunch game. time. Right. It's crunch time. So yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. Was so. that does that answer your question, Vic? Yes, it does. All yes, right. it does. Thanks for the call. All, All right, right. thanks, man. Again, this is the hardcore. Ooh. Sports talk show, The Fours, 
and the line is open. We just took a really, really good question. Lamont, very good answer, very profound, very professional. My question is, what about the officiating, like back in, I'm going to go back in the day, where uh, Charles Barkley had a thing with this one official, and he said he had it in for him, and he, him and this guy would just literally get in shouting matches. You know, I know it's come a long way now, and they do something about that, or the guy might not officiate that game where he's playing. And then also, this is a two-part question. The next one is, everybody was so happy that the Boston Garden was gone because the myth was Red Allback told the officials, if you don't officiate right for us, you'll never officiate another game here at the Garden. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, you know, but that's like you said, that's clearly a myth. Right, right, uh, right. I think you, it was. Too. They don't get to. They don't get to. They say don't get to it. Who's like going to referee the game? That's, yeah, that's strictly. Oh man, they had that going around heavy all around the country. They yeah. said Red to come in there blowing cigar smoke and say, "You want to keep your career?" Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. They uh, any at no level does the uh, coaches or uh, general managers, athletic directors, not they, right, they right. don't get to say they don't get to who's, see uh, who's who's mm-hmm. officiating the games. Uh, I mean, like you said, it would be smart if there was a situation. Uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, if you're going to see that team, maybe within the next couple of weeks, you know, they there's ways to do switching around that kind of things, and you know, but it, no nobody can say uh, I don't want to see Lamar Simpson on my games. That's, right? You know, mm-hmm. No, that's, you can't do that. You can't right. do that. Um, as far as players and, um, the, I think the one thing that most that has changed from back in the day to now is communication. They're asking. They're asking you both of you to have some more back and forth communication, positive communication, to cut down on the technical fouls and the uh, ejections and all those things. Um, you don't really see. I mean, you don't really see players in college um, getting ejected for you know verbal uh, confrontations with officials, and you, and it's rare that you see a college uh, coach getting. Uh, ejected for it. I mean, it happens, but you know that's and that's the heat of it, and that's just the heat in the moment part of the game. Well, in college, I think they hold the yeah. the, the school yeah. holds the yeah. coaches and the right. players to a, a higher level, and I know our coaches used to tell us, "Hey, if you do something that to make mm-hmm. this school, you remember." The school is bigger than Bernard Hall, or it's mm-hmm. bigger than Ron Taylor, or right. bigger than Lamont Simpson. So oh, yeah. you just remember yeah. that we have a monster to feed, right. and and you're not in the you know you're not in that picture if it goes down Absolutely. to it. So we knew if you do something, or get a tech or or get a, a personal foul, fifteen yard penalty, or anything, you knew it was going to be some consequences and repercussion. It's different in the NBA because you play for millions and millions of dollars. So just like last night with uh the big fella for the Pistons and he pushed yeah. he pushed Antetokounmpo and they threw him out the game. A lot of people saying that's weak because the bad boy Pistons used to file mm-hmm. harder than that. But you got these hundred million and three hundred million dollar players that you have to protect now. Yeah. And if they feel like that you it was excessive, that's why they got a flagrant one, two, or three and all that right. stuff. Right. Uh, and I didn't see the game last night, but you know I think. The way the way anything. the way I didn't miss anything, but the but no, the way they're going but, fishing. But the way uh, <laughs> I would probably like say the way the way the whole game has changed. Um, 
I think they it more or less they want it to be a game where where you put an entertainment and, and people come to see the fans I and mean, the fans come to see the player. Mm-hmm. They don't see they didn't come to see the referees and confrontation with the players with the coaches. If you can get as an official, if I can get out of a game and somebody you know, say don't realize that I've been there, that's, that's what that's I was the, gonna that's say. That's the best compliment to me. I, uh, that I could that I could get. I mean, there was a day uh, I had just refereed a college game, and uh, my wife and I went out to dinner after the game, and uh, there was a couple sitting next to us, and they were they were just talking about the game, if this and that. We asked, and they it was like, so they started talking to me and my wife. And they, yeah, it was a great game, and that we lost this and that. My wife says, "Well, how was the officials?" To the the lady said, oh, I, "I the officials are fine. They didn't do." They, they they had nothing to do with the game. We just lost, you know, right. that type wow. of thing. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm sitting right there, and the lady didn't even know who I was. See, that, <laughs> so, that was that's what I was going to say. You that's know, the, from, to me, a perfectly <laughs> official game is, yeah. I you know, I can see you. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen you ref before, mm-hmm. and the only time I see you is when they introduce you at the beginning of the game. Right. They introduce other than that, I don't even see you. That's to me. That's a perfectly officiated that's game. It. I mean, you know, no one like I said. That's that's every day, every game. That's my whole objective is to get in there and do the best I can, and not to be part, make myself part of the game. The communication. I think for it's the communication with the coaches. If a coach asks, when a coach asks a question about whether it's a play or whatever, try my do my best to explain mm-hmm. what it is. Why it was a foul? Why it wasn't a foul? Whatever it is, and we do it both, respectively. And if you know, if if basically, I can't tell you the last time I've had a technical foul on a, a coach or a player. It's been that long, you know. Because wow. I was going to say something funny, man. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, man. Didn't you throw Michael Jordan out of a game one time? No, 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 yes, no, no, you. no, no, no. <laughs> that was Anthony Mason. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. That was too. back during. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> Yeah, that was during a that was during the NBA lockout. The lockout, uh-huh. that's exactly in, in right. I remember that. Yeah, I thought it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was Mason. Mason. And then, <laughs> right. and when I the coach, uh, I think it was Pat Riley at the time coaching the Knicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and he asked me what I, what he said, and he said you were supposed to throw him out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he had no problem with it whatsoever. So okay, uh, you know, you know, it's yeah. You remember those? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? You remember? Absolutely. Those. It's funny that you know that game, that particular game, uh, is back when uh, that was the year uh, Michael Jordan made us had Space Jam. Okay. And they took some clips from that game, and just you know, when they came and got Patrick Ewing and, and right, uh, and had the guys and, and, and Charles Barkley and those, and those and guys, John Starks. And, and and so guys. they took him from that game, and then there were some clips right. from um, that game on there. So okay. I ain't getting no royalties from it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I about, oh I wait about, a minute! You I were... got about ten seconds of did you yeah, in the in the in the movie? That's yeah. right. And they didn't pay you for that? No, 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 no. you got to file an injunction. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I claim the fame when we come to Michael Jordan. There you go. That's right. Job. You was part of that. <laughs> right, that right. Absolutely. Right. Again, everybody, we're excited to be here. This is the Forest Hardcore Sports Talk Show. We're in studio number three for those who want to download and uh, listen in. We have the line open, 248-579-5260. We're going to move on to the next Part in the next form of this, and 
we have a caller. Caller, what's your name and which, uh, where are you from? And go ahead with your question. My name Justin. Okay. Calling in, I had a question for Lamont. You know, you got all these physical athletes out here now, people jumping above the rim, jumping out of the gym. See the LeBron Jameses. And then you get players like James Harden that's just nifty with the ball. Who's the hardest person you have to officiate? And how do you go about officiating somebody like a James Harden who, who lives at the line and stuff like that? Good Great question. question. Great, Great question. question. question there. And uh, the step back three, which a- is a- – Travel, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really great question. Well, the first thing is when you you have to really, really watch a lot of tape and and when it comes to understanding the physicality of the game. And you have to referee the games according to the guidelines of what uh, that particular league wants. And and in our book, in in our rule book, in our manual, it says physicality and it it gives you the guidelines. So the one thing you want to look at is have any of those guidelines been been uh, affected? The number one thing what you're looking for is, and we call it RS, RSBQ, and RSBQ means rhythm, speed, balance, That's and quickness. quickness. So if any of those things are affected in a play, then it's a foul. So, But you have to have a feel for – you know, how much is, how much do you let go? How much is, you, there's a communication with players. You might say, hey, early in the game, I'm going to let you do this, but I'm not going to let you do that. So, because mm. you, the, the one good thing is you want the best players, you want your players to be in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like anything. When you're watching a game, there's a reason why guys are starters, because they're the best players in the game. So, they don't, you know, the the more then when you start going down to the bench, you know, the you, the level of the game has tendency to go down. Say, for instance, your best player just went out, and then what? You go next thing you know, you go four or five, six minutes without points, right? Because you just lost your best player. You want your best player in the game, so we have to officiate to the point where I'm gonna let you do this, and I can I communicate with them. I tell them, hey, you can do this, you that, but you can't do this and do that, and they adjust. Players. As the better players are and the higher level of sports uh-huh. you go, you can tell them and uh-huh. adjust just like that. So that's how that's how we officiate the game. Um guy like you know, like you said, guy like heart and quickness. Uh guys are quick. You know, I, I remember going from you know, you go from you go from one level, high school to college to pro, you realize that a guy in an NBA can get almost get down the court in two dribbles. Two or three dribbles. For real. That's that's fast. Yeah. So it's like right. you know. So the level and the all those things uh, pick up. So you have to actually pick up your game as well. Uh, so it, it's 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 something that you know that it's kind of funny. You go, like say you know you hear all these things from the out of the stands. You know yeah, rap this and that, this and that. You can't come out of the stands and do what I do. That's just the, right. <laughs> just my line. You're like you can watch it. Right. You can say I can do this and do that. I go to the camps and uh, as a clinician and help new you know people to improve on uh, those things. Uh, and trust me, like you said, you know it's you go and and you referee these games and then, and then you see the level of and the strength and the speed and the power of these guys. You have to really pick your game up and really have to be good at what you do in order to do it. And how do you do it? By watching a lot of tape 
and working out. My job is, you know, I have a job to referee a game, and my day job is to make sure that I'm at the gym and in shape to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's how you get that's how you do it. So does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate that, man. Yep. Appreciate Thank you for calling. Man. Thanks yep. for calling. Thank you for calling we, in. Hey, we need some young officials, though. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, for everyone out there, there. this is a very respectful, formidable job if you're willing right. to work. And I'm looking over here at Lamont. Lamont's in great shape. Yeah, he he looks like he can still do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to stay in shape. You, you, it's a continue. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. But we're moving into this next forum of questioning. And, again, the lines are open, 248. Five seven nine five two six zero, and for those who want to get in and listen, studio number three, we want to right now. We want to congratulate Michigan and Michigan State on their NCAA runs. Very good for what you had to work with this year, but I want to get into Coach Izzo Lamont because. We had the newspaper full, and we had all kind of fussing and crying all over the country about Coach Izzo hollering at this player. And being athletes, all three of us, I know we all understand, but I want them to hear it from a high-level athlete as myself and from an official or like yourself and and let everybody know that that's warranted because when you spend all that time practicing, all that chalk talk and classroom film and getting ready and you get in the game and you brain lock or you disappear for five minutes or in Coach Izzo's case, he was correct for doing it because the kid walked back on defense. Mm-hmm. So what what is your take on that, Lamont? Uh, my take is the coaches coach their players, and I got, as a referee, I really don't have anything to do with it. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I for in all due respect, uh, and to Coach Izzo, I'm gonna just say this: I think he is an outstanding coach and an outstanding person. You know, he might look like he chewing your butt on the sideline or whatever, but you know what? We can you can communicate with him. He'll understand. You understand his point. He understands your point, and we move on. So, and like I said, not, not, not one time has I ever felt that he was getting all over me to the point where, uh, you know, that I, it was something that I was being disrespected or Absolutely. ever, mm-hmm. ever. So, Absolutely. And so, like you said, it, you know, like you said, it, it's, it is probably different today than back when, it, when we were playing and there's no way hey, our coaches used to yell at us. Hit us upside the head or whatever, yeah. and we just uh, and it. And the next day we go, next play we go and make the best tackle in the world. Uh, <laughs> so run through a wall. Know, run we through run through a wall, through so, a wall for like, us. You know, Absolutely. some people, some people can take hard coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people can't. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to know that person mm-hmm. or that player. Yeah. You know. No, I can say. I mean, like I said, you know, hey, what I hear and what I see from a coach's perspective is, you know, what I just look like this. They're coaching. They're they're with they're with those guys. I don't know, you know, more than the parents are. More than with right. their families, so, absolutely. So, uh, you know, and 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 I, I would probably say, if years from now, those players will probably say, okay, that's what coach, that's what coach was trying to teach me. 
And I said and, that for a and, reason. You know, and, yes. And, yes. And, and, and you might not get it today, but I guarantee they'll get it tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. And I'm glad you mm-hmm. let it be known that you're yeah. official and you're so concentrating mm-hmm. on calling the game that you yeah. don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to bring that up about Coach mm-hmm. Izzo because he has a player and the kid played for him for four years. And right now he's not even doing anything that's in basketball. He's like, like the director of, uh, mm-hmm. Of uh, first tee for the state of Michigan. Oh, okay, and he uh, was on a show and he was on the radio and in the paper. And he said, "Everybody, don't nobody care about that he played for Michigan State. They just want to know how was it to play for Coach Izzo." Right. And he said it was the most. He said it was four years of the most just mental, physical, disciplined time that he ever had in his life. And he said if it wouldn't have been for Coach Izzo hollering at him and doing the things that he needed to do to discipline him, he wouldn't be able to be in the place that he is now. So he said he wanted to tell everybody and all of the parents that kids in college come and some need that Mm -hmm. so that they can, so that they can get it. If so, they can snap in. That's why you do practice and that's why you have meetings and that's why you do film and chalk talk and walkthroughs and all these different things so it can snap in. And the teams that you might not be the better team, but the team that can execute and they can function under pressure and think is going to win the game. It ain't always the team that's in the best shape. So. Just wanted to put that out there to oh, let yeah, people I mean, know that it's yeah. so many different things that it can help you uh, win a I game mean, or ways. Coaching, sports, and like I said, it can really, really put a lot of structure in your life. And uh, like I said, you know, I know every day when I think about what I'm going to do is based on what I was taught as a player mm. and a referee. Mm. I can't mm. go out and do some of the things that people do. I just can't do it. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talk, and I talk to my. I used to tell my kids the same thing. Now I'm telling my grandkids the same thing. You can't do that. Right. And like you said, it. it and like you said, the like you said, the best thing I ever heard from my son is when uh, I took him down to college and dropped him off down in Atlanta. And he went to college, and I called and I would say, "Hey, I called him. Hey, you need anything? I'm good. I'm good. Wait, hold on." You're a college student. <laughs> you need something. That's <laughs> like, right. Hey, like, Can you want to do this? So, <laughs> so I'd send him, you know, I'd send him money, this and that. What else you need? I'm dad. I'm good. He, so, all right, so I'm like, I'm like what, what's going on? He said, Dad, you told me, uh, you know, you taught me how to say, I got to do this. I got to do that. I work hard for what, I, you know, what I'm working hard mm. for, what I'm doing. I'm wow. Like, mm. I'm like, good. That and made then, you like feel said, great. And then, wow. And then when he got out of school, you know, he, he it's, it's, I mean, he's in his, you know, lower, the 30s now. And, and he's the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry. About, I never had to worry about him mm-hmm. getting in trouble, you know. And right. and that's the. And I will tell you this: that's the probably the scariest the most it in, is, in this man. day. And you know, and so to have that and not to have be a burden on on your mind, yeah, is it, it, it was relieving. You, you know? know, I tell my kids, man. I tell my sons. I say, listen, you know, just like it's about three seconds of time. Mm-hmm. That you go through when you say, "Okay, I know if I do this, it's going to be wrong." Yeah. So, what do you choose? 
you choose the right thing to do. Yeah. You just don't do it. And it's you funny know? that you pick three seconds because I told him it, three a three seconds decision mm-hmm. can cost you thirty seconds, Absolutely. thirty years of your life. Absolutely, you know. And mm-hmm. then she said, and that's exactly what uh, you know. And to have that mm-hmm. and not to have to worry about that, then you know, it's it's part, it's great. Well, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we won't, <laughs> you know, things happen and you get over hurdles. But, uh, and you, you do. You're yeah, exactly, yeah. you're exactly right. It you takes know. in that you can, anybody can walk into the wrong situation. You might not have nothing to do with it, but the law says you was there or you saw it and you won't help. And mm-hmm. here you go. But, uh, again, we're going to go ahead. But again, we're here with the line open. We have Lamont Simpson with us, 248-579-5260. What we wanted to talk about, Lamont, is on this, uh, on our program, we love to, uh, talk about, uh, showing the parents and the kids with brand new scholarships. See, like when, when your child gets us, most of the time, if your child gets a scholarship, it's more than likely it's always the first child. And then the parents and, and the kids don't know exactly what they're going into. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just think that, uh, okay, my child got a scholarship. He's going to play football or basketball. We're going to go watch the games. And then he's going to graduate. And that's, that's and that's and it. Going, yeah, and they're going to the NFL. And they go, yeah, or and they go to the next level <laughs> right, right, and everything's going to be gravy. Right, right. But don't, the don't majority of the time, it doesn't work that way. Can right. you elaborate on that? Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, the and like you said, I mean, as an official, you can you you see how the what players are, uh, how good players are, and right. you know. And but the thing about college is when and recruiting, you know, hey, they're recruiting to be the best best of whatever and whatever they do. They're recruiting to win the win the conference tournaments, win the championships, win the win the NCAA t- final or, or whatever it is. And the only way you do that is you have to have the best players. Football. You can probably have as a recruiting thing, like you say, your kid might be uh, a four star mm-hmm. in in high school. Right. But guess what? They're recruiting four stars in, in five different states. They're Absolutely. recruiting a five star somewhere. <laughs> right. And, I mean, there's a reason why these teams are consistently good as they are because they got – Probably three or four deep, four star, five star players sitting there. So how do you, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you get playing time? You know, it, perfect example is the kid from uh, Alabama who just transferred to Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. yeah hey, before uh, he won the national championship he, he as national, a freshman, and then, and next he thing can't you know, get on the field. He can't get on the field. <laughs> I mean, that's it. So. Uh, it's nothing wrong to going to a school where uh, you go. You know, there's probably recruiting you, and you can probably you're going to get re- recruiting time. Do you have to go to? I mean, you know, if, if you're getting up for, if you're recruiting from Michigan, and and are you going to get on the field? Right. Hey, who knows? That's my. I, I don't thing. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but you know, like I said, the bad bottom line is sometimes you know, hey, you might want to. Look at chose to go to or a, Western. You know, small, another exactly. school. Exactly. Guess what? They turn the 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 uh, these guys, the NBA and NFL and major. They turn over the the rocks everywhere to find players. Mm. They'll find them right out. Of, they, there's guys in 
in the NBA, I mean, not the NBA, but the NFL that came from Division Two schools. Any, you know, they'll find them. You know, yeah, that's what I say. If you're on the field, you they find. <laughs> one thing about it, if you're on yeah. the field, no matter what school you are, yeah. they will find you. Right. But I tell you what. You sitting on a bench at a at a at a at a major school, mm-hmm. there's nothing they can do. Nothing no, do. because yeah. you don't have no film. Yeah. One thing uh, I tell all of my friends who have kids that's going to college, I tell them, don't get caught up in getting upset about you not the starter or I'm not getting enough time. It's other ways that you can affect the game in football and basketball and baseball, lacrosse, whatever you may be playing, and. I tell all of my friends, if it's football, tell them to get on special teams because as long as you get on film, yeah. they're going to see your ability and they're going to see you make some plays. You're going to make some plays. Right. Same thing with basketball. If you ain't the number one option, be like Dennis Rodman. He come from NEO. Rebound, Rebound. Take a charge. <laughs> hustle and jump for balls and, and do all of this different stuff. And guess what? He's in the Hall of Fame right He's now. He's a Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, I, I mean, like I said, it, the, the, and the, it's so different today. These kids, it, I mean, I, I was watching some games yesterday at this uh, camp in uh, Indianapolis, uh, AAU tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> these kids are 15, 16 years old. They they jumping out of the gym and and then I'm like, we couldn't do that back then. Just like, I'm like, this kid just, this kid was standing still. He caught the ball and just, I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy yeah. that he's doing right. it. So, like right. I said, the you know, the competition is better out there. And like I said, you know, hey, I like I said, how do you, how do you get to those schools? And you know, the first thing first, number one, you're going for education, right? So. If you know, hopefully that if you can, even if you don't get get on the field, get your education. You know, and you can get an education at a mid major, just like you can at a at a power conference. You know, so we'll go from there. You know, absolutely, yeah, mm. so. absolutely, and that that's 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 really good information to know that kids, it's it's open HBCUs, uh, Division Two. Every everybody was caught up. We were helping some kids just. You know, just this past year after the signing date, they were concerned about, I didn't get a big-time call. Sometime you're calling, it's not at a big-time school. You got to go and show up mm-hmm. and show out mm-hmm. wherever you called to go right. and wherever they paying for them four years at. Right, exactly. So, you know, if you can get in and get them four years paid for mm-hmm. and you take care of business, it's going to be monumental to you later on in life. That's right. That's right. Now, Lamont, you've been around the game of basketball for uh, many years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to flip it a, a little bit. I want you to put your GM hat on. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what? Fix the Pistons. What's wrong? Fix them? Yeah. What's What's wrong? Fix the Pistons for us. I don't know. It's like I, I think that over the, over the years, it's like you just have to have consistency. And Number one, you got consistency in coaching. You got a really good coach here right now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, is a really, really good coach. Yeah, a really good coach. And then it comes down to uh, getting the players and, you know, putting the, the product that, you know, that, you know, the, the, the fans want to see. Um, it only take, it, it takes a little bit of a winning to, to do that. Um, it takes facilities to do that, you know, to, to build, a, to build a team. Uh, Where's your scouting at? You know, scouts. You know, you got, I mean, you got scouts everywhere. You just got to, 
you get the right, this comes out the right, you get that right guy mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, you say you're gonna get there. I mean, like you said, I'm not sure where you know where they're drafting this year, but like you said, you have to get in that position to uh, get that player. It, it, it'll take it'll take two to three good players. Go ahead, and, Lamont, and, and tell some, the truth. They some, set <laughs> us. They set us <laughs> back some years hiring Van Gundy as the head coach in the GM. If 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 the coach now had, if he had Harris and Caldwell Pope and the other guy, he would have something to work with. With them, he Van Gundy just messed us up, man. Listen, man, he missed two years in a row taking Stanley Johnson and this other kid. That's what I'm saying. He missed on Booker and uh, the kid from uh, uh, Utah. Uh, Yes. What's his name? The kid from Utah. The guard yeah. From uh he played in Number forty five, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He yeah. missed on those two yeah, two years in a row, man. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, he missed on those guys two years in a row, Dang. man. So. See, that's why I said that's why I'm a referee, because I ain't no GM. I <laughs> if I had all the years of being a GM, then I could fix I could do I could fix that for you, but that's why I say I, I I leave the GM stuff to the <laughs> That's right. Like, That's right. I can okay. fix a call. Nah, I can say so you can you can break can, that down, right, uh, right. my man. So, okay, well we have uh, Davis giving us the wrap up sign. We I'm have a, about three. Before you go, like I said, I was just wanted to make sure that I tell you got everybody out there. Like I said, officiating is a great great opportunity for you to be involved with sports. If uh, you know, if you, especially for players, mm-hmm. if you know. Like I said, every player is not going to the NBA. That's a problem. Everybody not going to the NFL. So if you want to stay involved with the sports, uh, become you know, look into maybe you might want to be an official. I have the uh, phone number here from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Uh, it's 517-332-5046 or just uh, look up mhsaa.com and you can register as official. Is there plenty of information on there? Trust me. Like I said, if you work hard at it, you never know. That might be per- the way you can do stay involved in sports. As I was telling the, the gentleman, Ron, and Bernard uh, earlier, hey, I can't tell you the, the last time I had to pay to go to a sporting event, but the main thing is the, 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 the people, brotherhood. the yeah. brotherhood and the people that I've met and the places that I've gone. Uh, it, it's a very good you know, but you have to understand you had to put the work in for it, but can really pay pay off for you. Repeat that number one more time, Lamar. Uh, Michigan High School Athletic Association, 517-332-5046 or mhsaa.com. You p- click on officials and it says register and then that's the way to get started. I have uh, a couple questions that I want to ask you just to wrap up questions. But before I do that, mm-hmm. I want to tell everybody a cool story about Lamar and I that no one probably doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh Lamont and I played semi-pro baseball together, what, about 20 years ago? Yeah. Something like that. that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he and I, we were the cleanup hitters. Right. You know, I hit fourth and he hit fifth. Or was it it, it third and fourth? fourth Something like third and fourth. Yeah, I hit third and he hit fourth. We were the cleanups. Isn't that a cool story, man? That's a Yes. Wait a minute. That's a cool story, man. It was bigger than that. Y'all coach lived across the street from me, and I didn't even know it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he was a great guy. But here's the the question that I want to ask you, Lamont. You ready? All right. Okay, at this moment right now, what is your favorite food? Now, it doesn't have to be your favorite of all time, but I'm just saying, what's your favorite food right now at this moment? 
that you just can't get enough of. I, I like lamb chops. Oh. I like like grilled lamb chops. Oh, okay. Just, I, I, you know, I'll go and give me some <laughs> lamb chops and season them. Okay. I've been waiting for the snow to go off, get off the deck. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Can't wait. Okay. Second question. What is your guilty pleasure? What food is this? He's like, ah, oh, man, I know I'm supposed to be eating this, but cheese it's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. Okay. The, the double bag from Costco. Right. <laughs> right. Piece of the double bag. Okay. Because I'm, I'm gonna do you too, Nard, and I'm All gonna right. do myself as well. All right. Uh, third question is uh, favorite sports movie. Oh man, uh, I would probably say uh, Space Jam. And really? Was, and it wasn't because I knew I was in there. I mean, I, I, I didn't even know you. Was, I got to see that. Just to sit there and, and watch it and, and watch it with my kids, and mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, that was that was pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, last question. Uh-huh. Uh, what is your pet peeve? Just something that you just say. You know what? Being on time. Okay. My man. Time. All right. It's like we have those. We have to be at games hour and a half before game time, and sometimes you're in a place where you and your partner are going to meet at. You you say five. Let's let's meet here at five fifteen. Okay. At five twenty, I'm out. All right. Then, right. You know you can't call me and say Lamar I'll be there in ten minutes. Five <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> right. The game starts. We have to be there. So right. absolutely. That peeve, you got to be on time. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Okay. We're gonna hit you with these, Bernard, because you and I haven't done them as well. Right. Favorite food at this moment. Well, my favorite food, just because we got to wrap up. I like I like pasta. I love uh, sh- uh, sh- shrimp. Alfredo. Okay. Yeah. Second question, your uh, uh, guilty pleasure, food. Wow, my guilty pleasure is uh, cheesecake brownies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third question, favorite sports movie? My favorite sports movie is Remember the Titans ah, with yeah. my man Denzel. Okay. And at the end, he tell my man, you're a Hall of Famer in my book. <laughs> okay. Last question, your pet peeve. I would like to say my pet peeve and coming up and just getting in the mix and enjoying just being around it and the camaraderie of playing it's got to be being on time. My coach always told me you have to look the part, and most of all, you have to be on time and huh. be before time to be on time. Okay. Right. Y'all pet peeves are totally different from mine. But anyway, my, uh, for me, uh, favorite food at this moment has got to be the Jersey Mike subs. Man. <laughs> right. man, right now, just that's just, oh. Uh, second is guilty pleasure, potato chips. I, I just can't stop eating them. Uh, favorite sports movie, Rudy, with okay. uh, with uh, yeah, just Rudy. Charles Dutton. Yeah. yeah, and pet peeve is seeing women at the market with pajama pants on. Uh, that's, that's no good, man. Right, but but. Uh, we have to wrap up. It's been a great show, everybody. Thanks for the callers that called in. Lamont, thank you for showing uh, up, brother. Yeah, so glad to be here. So Lamont. glad to yes. see hanging with you guys. Yep. All right. This is the Fours Hardcore the- Sports Talk Show. We are going to be going off the air. Thank you for next week. 
Our guest is going to be Lindsey Mason III, and we're going to talk about golf, and we're going to talk about Tiger Woods and golf in the city. So everybody get their popcorn ready, and everybody <laughs> get the number, 248-579-5260. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Great show. Great show. <laughs>